Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to Mornings with Adam Peacock. In for Matty White, of course, summertime. So Matty's off on some beach somewhere. I think he owns his own beach anyway. Uh, one man who's just uh, having a day off now from a few days at the SCG where there wasn't a hell of a lot of cricket. There was enough, but uh, we wish for more. Phil Jakes, part of the uh, SEN crew there. How are you, mate? Morning, Adam. Hey, uh, what did you make of it all then? Uh, not able to take those 20 wickets in quick time. Still, we, we took 12 in pretty quick time, the Australian team. But uh, did you feel let down walking out of the SCG last night? Or was it probably fair enough given all the uh, inclement weather for the SCG test? Yeah, I was a little bit underwhelmed in the end. Um, it was I, I, I got to the ground expecting... Um, you know, expecting a result. I, I felt like 14 wickets uh, on a wicket that was starting to, to wear and tear um, was definitely possible. It was always going to be a case of Australia having to take all of their chances. Um, they did drop about, I think they dropped four catches. I think they were hard ones, but there were there were opportunities to, to crack the game open. And unfortunately, just on, um, on the day yesterday, Australia... Just didn't take those opportunities, and um, and then the game kind of fizzled out a little bit into a into a draw. I, I actually felt like the pitch was starting to take shape, and um, we were sort of getting back to some um, some of the SCG of old, where where it was spinning out of the rough. They probably just didn't turn enough off the straight um, to really cause problems, and um, you know, and uh, and we just didn't get the ball into that into those rough areas and, and get the decisions that we were looking for. There were. I think four soft signals of uh, not out by the umpires, where if he'd given them out and then it had been reviewed, it would have been out. Um, unfortunately, the, the umpire was er- the umpires were erring on the side of caution and gave them not out, and um, and unfortunately, um, the umpires' call went up on the on the big screens. Yeah, yeah, that Nathan Lyon one. If that's backyard cricket. <laughs> Uncle Bob ain't staying in. He's out. He's uh, he's plumb. So that that LB he's, out, he's walking. Yeah, <laughs> he's gone. Hey, just on the wicket. So you know the SCG like the back of your hand. Um, it was undercover for felt like half the Test match. Was that the thing that held it up? Because I've noticed in some dispatches this morning, it's oh the wicket was dead. It was you know it was typical SCG lifeless wicket. Or was it because it was undercover for you know almost two days pretty much that it it kind of nullified the the pitch breaking up and maybe if they played today it would have would have turned sideways yeah bang on adam that, that's exactly what that's exactly what it was for mine um the scg wicket it needs sun on it and it needs wind on it um to dry it out that's the unique nature of the scg wicket um, it always has been um when it's undercover it does hold together it keeps the moisture in uh, and it just didn't go into into fast forward like we like we can see when when that wicket does become dry. Um, yeah, so I mean, like I, I actually thought the while it didn't look like a, an unbelievable wicket, um, I actually felt like the ends especially were how they should be. Um, there was some really good exposed soil, uh, and I think had the covers not been um, on for 
uh, that day and a half, I think we would have seen it really break up. And it may not have even gone five days, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think I think Australia did a decent job. Um, I thought they played some good cricket throughout the series. You know, some really impressive performances, particularly with the bat, um, but also with the ball in hand. And um, I think it bodes pretty well for um, for the Indian tour coming up. Yeah, February 9 is the first test in Nagpur when it gets underway. Australia-India or India-Australia blockbuster series. There's another blockbuster series later in the year for the Australians with the Ashes Tour and potentially it's looking likely a World Test Championship game as well against India. So you look at, Phil, the uh, the lineup for the Australians, if Green and Stark and their big ifs at the moment, if they're ready for February 9, what's your 11? Is it Do you go with three quicks? at a place like Nagpur, or do you have to play two tweakers? I think Nagpur is probably the one venue where you have to play two spinners, potentially three spinners. It, it really does turn there. Um, so, I mean, I think Travis Head showed some really, really good signs um, as being a potential third option. So whether we need three out-and-out spinners, when you have Travis Head, Manus, Labashane and also Steve Smith that can bowl part-time or you pick two and those part-timers, which would then allow you to either play three quicks and two spinners and carry that six if it looked like a flat wicket or if you wanted to bolster your batting, you play an extra batter um, and uh, go in with two and two. I think in an ideal world, green plays and then, um, and then you've got your batting and your bowling covered. Um, I think that's, that's how Australia will go. Um, I think... Uh, they went a little bit conservative in this particular game, I thought Australia, and I think in hindsight, had Australia either lost the toss and had the bowl first on it, um, or if it had actually deteriorated how they thought it would, um, uh, sorry, if it didn't deteriorate how, how they thought it would, which is sort of how it played out at the back end of the game, mm. um, then Australia was probably one quick short on that wicket. Is Aston, Ashton Agar the, the second spinner, if you do pick two specialist spinners or is there someone else in, in shield cricket? I've, I've seen Todd Murphy's name thrown up a few others as well that uh, might leapfrog him after what on the base on face value looks like a, an underwhelming return for, for Agar from the SEG test. Yeah. I, I mean, there were factors for, for why I think Agar wasn't effective. He didn't generally get the choice of ends um, being the second spinner, Nathan Bold at the at the end that was deteriorating the most. Um, he um, he uh, he wasn't getting a lot of turn. He, the consistency wasn't probably where uh, he would have liked it to be either. Um, there was a you know quite a few bad balls. He missed a rough a fair bit. Um, so I think there's there's probably more questions than answers from the Sydney Test for in regards to Ashton Agar. I think he would be effective in India. Um, and Australia will definitely want somebody that can spin away from the right-hander, uh, whether that's whether that's Ashton Agar, uh, Kuhneman or Swepson. I think mm. there'll be some, one of those guys will play, and and I think Todd Murphy will 100% tour. Uh, and I think if there is if there is a case where we have three um, three spinners, I think Todd Murphy will play. Um, whether they play Lyon and Murphy in the same team as two spinners. I think that would be a gamble in that they both spin the ball the same way. Um, but Todd is such a um, such a talent. I think I think he'll get his opportunity at some stage in the Indian tour. Hey mate, what's a catch and what isn't a catch these days? Can you quantify it for me, please? I'm a bit confused. Oh mate, I've been talking about this for five days. <laughs> it, it, it kills me. It kills me. It, it, 
the whole the whole thing that frustrated me was the ruling around soft signal. Um, you know, you've got you've got umpires that are on the field um, that are 30 metres, 40 metres away, sometimes even more if it's an outfield catch, uh, having to give a soft signal to the third umpire. So he's already had to has to form his opinion based around what the umpire on the field has said, who who is clearly unsure because that's why he's gone upstairs. So that's the thing that frustrates me about the soft signal is that we, we have umpires that are unsure about whether it's a catch. We go upstairs and then the third umpire has to adjudicate based around the fact that there's a soft signal of out or not out um, and has to prove otherwise. And that, for me, when you've got a catch that is you know, already a question, is flawed because nobody really knows except for the person that's caught it. And sometimes he doesn't even know if he's got his head turned away. If he feels it go solid into his hand and he feels like it's out. And maybe the flip side of the side of him who who are a little bit biased. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. I, I personally think they've got to trust the technology. If they go upstairs, we, we we take it as face value that nobody really knows what's happened. Let's have a look at the camera, see if there's definitive information. And if there isn't, give it not out. That's that's how I would go with it. Um give it give the benefit of the doubt to the batsman if if there is if there is doubt and mm. um and if not, just trust the technology and you know, it's a little bit the same, I think, with your with your LBWs and the, um, you know your Hawkeye technology. You either trust the technology or we don't. Mm. Um, so many umpires calls where you know you look at the vision and you look at the the technology and it's saying that it's hitting the stumps. Well, if it's hitting the stumps, it should be out LBW. And um, the fact that the umpire is giving it not out, whether it's half the ball or whole ball, it shouldn't matter. If it's hitting the stumps, it's hitting the stumps. Mm. Um, but I think the reason why we have the rules in place is because the technology isn't 100%, and um, you know they need to invest in in making that so if they can. And another one out of the last few days, and it was wasn't just confined to Australian soil. Uh, the light situation. So can you see it being like? We're, we're, I don't think there's a human on earth that watches Test cricket and is happy with the way it is at the moment. I think that the only people that are probably pretending it's not happening are the rules makers can you can you see it actually changing in the next 12 18 months the the way that they interpret what is bad light and what is good enough light to play cricket in well the issue that i have is that um the light meters don't actually measure artificial light either so they measure um the amount of uh natural light mm. so the, the actual artificial light is improving the vision and the and the light that is there, but it doesn't pick up on the light meters. So, I think they need to invest in in fixing that uh, and actually and seeing what what actually is the light like, whether it's artificial or or normal light. What is it like for the batsman? How do they? How can they actually measure that? And if the lights aren't good enough, and we're playing day night cricket with a white ball under lights, then we need to we need to upgrade the lights to make them good enough to be able to play with a red ball. Um, we need to just look at ways of how we can maximise playing time because, um, you know, the Sydney test was one that, that was really, really stood out because we went off for light, we went off for weather. It, it was almost like we were trying to find excuses not to be out there. And, uh, you know, and there's so many paying members and paying paying uh, paying fans that are coming to the games that, that are missing out on some really good test cricket. and. You know, I left I left the SCG like everyone else. I think really disappointed that um, that that game didn't go 
down to the last hour because I thought the stage was set for there to be um, a really good game of cricket and unfortunately a day and a half of, of um, being off the field has really cost uh, what should have been a, a famous test match. Mate, you've uh, no doubt looked out the window like I have this morning and noticed nothing but uh, blue sky and no problems with the light reading <laughs> this one. And it's going to be like this all week. Of course it is. Of course it is with the SCG test and our schedule. Uh, we, had, we had the best weather before and the best weather after. It's, it's just been really unlucky, but that's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, I was in I was in Adelaide uh, last week and telling everyone who wanted to listen who liked their cricket, oh, like, you should have seen Christmas. It was great. And they're looking at me like, hey, whatever, pal. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Phil Jacks, thanks for joining us, mate. Really appreciate you wrapping up uh, the, the test summer. It was a successful one for Australia, of course. We shouldn't lose sight for that. And uh, all eyes on India now. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be um, going to be a fantastic tour. And I can't wait to, um, to tune in and watch it myself. Likewise. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. Good on you. Thanks, mate. See ya.